Harry, what'd you have for breakfast today? You know, I'm doing this intermittent fasting thing where uh, I don't eat before noon. And uh, so I had nothing. Okay. Yeah. I had a poke bowl. I love those. Have you ever had one in Hawaii? Well, I had the Hawaiian poke bowl, but I had it on 55th Street. Nothing wrong with that. Yeah. Yeah. Welcome to Soundboard, the Steinway & Sons podcast on artistry and craftsmanship. I'm your producer and host, Ben Finan, editor-in-chief at Steinway & Sons, and for the online music magazine, listenmusicculture.com. My guest today is Steinway artist Harry Connick Jr., who just released the album True Love, a celebration of Cole Porter on Verve Records. Connick wrote and then orchestrated his own arrangements, conducted the orchestra, played piano, and sang the songs. His Broadway show, Harry Connick Jr., A Celebration of Cole Porter, runs in December at the Nederlander Theater. Connick spoke to me at the offices of Universal Music Group in New York City. Hi, Harry. Hi. Thanks for talking to me today. Thanks, Ben. I interviewed fellow Steinway artist Robert Glasper. And before the interview, he played me a cover of Radiohead's Everything in Its Right Place. And I asked him at the time, Robert, how did Radiohead become the new Cole Porter songbook? (laughs) I know, right? (laughs) I'd like to ask the same question. (laughs) It leads me to say that Cole Porter is also the new Cole Porter songbook, as you have demonstrated with this new release. What is it that makes Cole Porter so eternally relevant? I think it's lots of things. And it's a really great question. And the way you put that is is really interesting. Because of the craftsmanship that he used to write these songs, not only will they last forever, but they're perfect for interpretation. It's I've, I use the analogy with architecture all the time. It's like a like a house that was built in the 1800s that may need a fresh coat of paint, maybe some new furniture, new roof, things like that. The guts of the house and the house itself, the architecture of the house, are basically timeless. I love Paris in the springtime. I love Paris in the fall. I love Paris in the winter when it drizzles. I love Paris in the summer when it sizzles. And that's what Cole Porter's music is. I mean, you can break it down basically into three uh, segments, four, I I guess. But the first three would be uh, lyrics, melody, and harmony. And then you could think of them in their entirety as sort of standalone songs that work in the context of a show and then can stand alone to be interpreted in any way that you want. Mm. And in each of those categories, he is unorthodox he is challenging sometimes he seems to be even overly simplistic sometimes he's overly witty i mean and everything in between and so Mm -hmm. it's it's this candy shop for somebody like me who who approaches these songs in different ways not only as a singer and piano player but you know as a as an arranger and orchestrator there's almost limitless possibilities to deconstruct this art and it never loses its integrity because it's so it's so structurally sound. Okay, deconstruct this art. That's interesting. And you talked about the orchestrations. 
which are really fresh. Thank you. And they're dark and they're ruddy. And it's not the brassiness that we've come to expect from the classic interpretations. There's lots of woodwinds. There's lots of strings. It's blue and purple. If I were a classical dork, which I am, I would say it's Mozartian. When you revisited these songs, what were you trying to bring in terms of a musical aesthetic when you were laying down these orchestrations? Well, the theme, the through theme was already there, so I didn't have to worry about sort of a, a thematic theme throughout the recording because they were all songs by Cole Porter. So I, that's something I didn't have to think about. So I, after I picked the songs, and there were various ways I picked them, I kind of flipped through the songbook and said, oh, yeah, I forgot about this song or that song. And some songs that I had was not familiar with. It was one that didn't make the record called I Am Loved. There's another one called Mind If I Make Love To You, which is on the record that I had heard in the movie High Society, but it wasn't like a huge hit, like I've got you under my skin. So I just picked tunes that I liked. And then the real fun part comes where you take these vastly broad strokes. You know, what key is it going to be in? That determines a lot of things. Um, What's the tempo? What's the the groove? Why does the key determine a lot of things? Because, you know, if I'm... As the singer, you know, if I sing something, I mean, this is super basic, but if I'm singing something in a low key, it's going to feel a certain way. If I sing something in a high key, which sort of pushes my range, it's going to... That's why when I did In the Still of the Night, I I wrote it just a a little bit higher than than was comfortable because... Can we just use that song as an example? Please. Very expansive arrangement of In the Still of the Night. You really draw it out. Uh, Yeah, well, thank you. It's... um, it's an amazing piece of music because I'll start in the middle and work back. So in, in for your listeners who may not know, the shout chorus in a big band song is basically the development section in a sonata allegro form. It's where you develop the theme. And I got to that point in the song and I, I was thinking about the lyrics and it's called In the Still of the Night. And I did the antithesis of what the still of the night is on the surface, which is it's this obnoxiously high brass section and everything swinging there's a lot of drum fills and to me when you look at the lyrics he he says in the still of the night all the world is in slumber uh sorry in the still of the night as i gaze from my window at the moon in its flight my thoughts all stray to you so now we know the feeling of lying in bed alone thinking about this person that we're infatuated with and that feeling uh in the still of the night all the world is in slumber all the times without number darling that I say to you. So now he's saying in his, he's saying something in his mind. Do you love me as I love you? Are you my life to be my dream come true? Or will this dream of mine fade out of sight like the moon growing dim on the rim of the hill in the chill still of the night? So that's an unorthodox. He carries the information from the bridge to the last section of the song, which is just weird. And pushes that caesura further and further into the distance. Right. So when I got to the so when I got to the 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 shout chorus, I'm going insane as as a as a man lying in bed thinking about this person. I can't sleep. I feel like it's the longest night ever, and that that's where that comes from. And that's why in my mind it works, and why nobody really questions. Wait, this song is called "In the Still of the Night." What are you doing? Because of the groundwork that that he already laid. So. The tempo is slow. The harmonies are not dissonant. In, I mean, I hate to use that word. They're not super inside, like basic chords, but they're, they're harmonically stretched enough to know that hopefully something is coming that's not quite pleasant because it's really not a pleasant 
feeling not knowing what this person thinks about you. So, uh, you know, you're looking at a blank manuscript paper. And I think the first thing that came to me was... And it was just whatever. So you write the melody line down, then you say, well, is that going to be saxophones? It's going to be trombones, trumpets, going to be all of them, it's going to be strings. So it turned out to be trombones. And then the saxophones answer that. Is it going to be unison? Is it going to be five-part harmony? Is it going to be split up some kind of way? So I decided... So that's going to be this ascending and descending phrase, and and it's going to echo that, and and then you just start. It starts to build on itself, and then you automatically, within ten seconds, you've created boundaries for yourself. So now I've created a motif which I have to stretch out through the rest of the orchestration, and I, I have to stick to it if it's going to have any integrity, like the song does. Right. So that's where the fun comes in right. because you can't. I always tell my kids, give yourself something to edit. You know, you, you might have all these creative feelings, but until you put the pen on the paper or your hand on the string of the violin... It doesn't exist. It doesn't exist. You can't improve something that doesn't exist. So it's that's exciting to me because uh-huh. then you start... Your brain starts flying faster than you can write. So you start, oh, wait, I have an idea for the bridge or for the shout chorus or for the outro. And then you start going back and filling in those blanks. And then okay. when you start seeing the thing as a whole, then you can really start refining the harmonies and, and really getting intricate with strings and ornaments. And it's really a, a, a joyous, unbelievably intense, but joyous experience. In the still of the night As I gaze from my window At the moon in its flight My thoughts all stray to you In the still of the night All the world is in slumber All the times without number Darling When I say to you stay with that process would you lead the band from the keyboard during that's a great question so because of certain physical limitations that we had i couldn't i could have played with the band but i couldn't have conducted them yes too many hands too many hands so in my dreams i would love to have somebody conduct the band and then i could play and sing at the piano but if playing and singing at the piano in the same room you have a lot of problems in post-production because if you have an orchestra that's playing into the lid of the piano you bleed you get bleed you can't mix it as well. So the next choice would be to have somebody conduct and play the piano and sing it. But I, I can't conduct and play the piano at the same time. 
Um, so you have all of these decisions that you have to make. So the easiest way was to conduct the band, sing it, and then I don't like hearing. I like to accompany myself after I've sung it. I don't like to. Oh, that's interesting. Yeah. So I would sing it and then I would comp to myself. And then because of the lots of scheduling reasons, we had to do the strings the next day. Okay. So we did the big band in one studio and then we went down the street to Capitol and did the strings. So it's, um, but the vocals and the piano were done in three hours. You just go in, turn the mic on. I just sang them alphabetically twice a piece and, and then play piano. Those are all, you know, one take, basically playing what I'm singing at the time. I would never have thought that the piano comes after the vocal. I would have thought that that would have had to have been simultaneous. For it would you. drive me crazy. Really? Yeah, what, because but why it, is that? Because, because it would be presumptuous on my part to okay. assume how I'm going to phrase something. So it's since the lyrics are so okay. lyric driven, which yeah. sounds counterintuitive or weird but with Cole Porter yeah, yeah so you have you don't know how you're going to be singing these lyrics so if I'm playing something on the piano before I hear the way I sing it uh-huh. it's kind of disrespectful to the singer right. it's like it's then like, you can't you can't you're not support. accompanying right okay yeah. but if you had to do the band and the strings first are you then limited from your vocal spontaneity or is that just something you had to plan out as you were doing well no you you just trick. have to you, you have to just se- you separate it this sounds okay. completely uh, unrealistic but when I say okay roll the tape and i hear the orchestra it's almost like i've never heard it before i know that sounds crazy no no i now i can really focus on you know when i say in the still of the night as i gaze from my window i'm not thinking about what the viola player is playing right, right, i'm really really right. not right. I'm, I'm able to sort of compartmentalize that and really jump in to that which is i don't know how i'm able to do that but it's it, it works well for me yeah, you're able to be in the moment. You have to be in whichever you have to be in all whichever of those job. Moments. Yeah, because yeah. as a conductor, you—I mean—you have to be. There's so many nuances that you have to be aware of. You know that that the, the musicians are, are are limitless in their potential, but unless they have somebody conducting them that guides them as an ensemble through it, you're not going to make music. So you have to dig deep in in those recording sessions. A glimpse of stocking was looked on as something shocking But now God knows anything goes Good authors too, who once knew better words Now only used for letter words Writing prose, anything goes The world has gone mad today And good's bad today And black's white today And day's night today Well, most guys today The women fries today Are just silly jiggles I'm not a great romancer I know that I'm bound to answer When you propose Anything goes Anything goes Which opens the album I love how sparse The harmony is Oh that's cool We're really You're leaving some indecision and some space there. Right. Right. And you're also playing with that vocal line because mm-hmm. you're not tied to these changes. That's right. That's right. Uh, talk to me a little bit about that orchestration. Well, thanks for noticing. You you can't improvise unless you thoroughly understand the harmonic structure of the song. So what's really important to me is to go back and figure out exactly what Cole Porter wanted. And then you can break it down to reharmonize or do, do whatever you want. 
And like my bass player, Neil Kane, you know, who's an absolute genius on this record, knows that I'm listening to every single note he plays. And most of this music is triad based. So Cole Porter was, I mean, he was so great at common tones and putting these appoggiatures in the melody that lasted just too long to make you uncomfortable and resolve them. It's Bach like. It's very much, man. Yeah. And and when um when when my like when Neil is playing these bass lines, I mean I'm on him like a hawk to I don't I'm I say I'm on him. I don't have to say anything cuz but I'm listening to him because there's there's so much information there. So there is a lot of space in the orchestration, but there isn't at the same time, which is kind of what you alluded to that I'm playing with it. But if you think about like I didn't sing the verse on this song, mm. but mm-hmm. check this out. Times have changed, and we've often rewound the clock. Do you know what the next line is? Do you happen to remember what the verse is? Since the Puritans got the shock when they landed on Plymouth Rock. Rock. In your recollection, who landed on Plymouth Rock? It was the Pilgrims. Yeah. It wasn't the Puritans. Oh, he switched it up. Why? So what I think he's saying is all Pilgrims are Puritans, but not all Puritans, Puritans were Pilgrims. A square and rectangle right, situation. But, but, so, so, but why, why does he do that? Like, why, why? He's writing the song. He has rhythmic control it's not like he needed to fit it into Hmm. syllables he could have said since the pilgrims got the shock but he didn't he said puritans so automatically we see anything goes like Uh this is going to be the way it is and then he's He's sending us a signal that i'm I'm messing with you on 16 different levels he does this all the time He, he does he does it all the time what you know with with his lyrics you know and he's talking about you know you know his grandmother, who's eighty years old, who's hanging out in these in these the clubs. Well, yeah, with the with the nudist parties <laughs> yeah. and 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 how about this line? He says, um, "Think of the shocks you got from the knocks you got from the blues you got from the news you got, and the pains you got if any brains you got from those little radios." And I think what he's saying is, "Listen to the news; it hurts." Yeah, you know, I this mean, it's it, killing us. It's killing us, and I mean, this is twenty nineteen, yeah. and nothing has changed. Yeah. He has a way of of just getting to the core of what we're feeling, mm-hmm. but presenting it in a way that can be interpreted in different ways. And that's where the arrangement comes from. Okay. So it's like, there's a, you know what a tritone is. Yep. So it, it, when they go, So we're in G flat and then it goes to a C chord, G flat to a C chord. So that's not a normal, not a normal yeah. introduction. So that's my way of saying Anything goes. I mean, I'm. We're, we're we're out here. We're out. I mean, to yeah. a point. I mean, yeah, I'm not. Sure. I'm not like taking it totally free. Where you know, it's but not a twelve tone. It, that's, yeah, that's right. Got you. Actually, it's not far from a twelve. I think we because we modulate like six times. Okay. So that so you might get there. We get. Dis- we definitely distant got there. modulations. <laughs> that's right. Reminds us that you know good authors too. That's who right. Once knew better words. They now only use four letter words. Mm. Writing pros. There you go. Anything there was a goes. great line in the British version of Anything Goes that Cole Porter didn't write but approved that says when senators and legislators start calling each other traitors and so and so's anything goes no when the house and legislators uh-huh. uh, start calling each other uh, traitors and so and so fairly prescient it's amazing given, right given today's I'm uh, telling you climate that's right we have to talk about the instrumental that you did for begin, oh, begin to begin. begin yeah that shocked me because <laughs> I'm, I, I'm, I so kept, I'm like okay when when's he coming in right and you didn't it's such a nice journey. Thank okay, you. So talk to me about now, how, how specific are we getting with this? 
as specific as you want. Really? Yeah, you can go. You can go crazy. It's right. okay. We're not going to put anybody off. So for these Steinway folks and for any <laughs> musicians that are listening right now, this was this was really really hard to play, and I'll tell you why. It's basically a simple cha cha rhythm. Right. But my left hand, which plays this. Descending and ascending. Hold on, I have to interrupt you. Is yeah. this one take, or are you, you know, they layered? Oh my God, no, that's okay. one take. Yeah. Wow. I, I, so you're, you're there's no overdubs. Oh no, no 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 no. Oh my goodness. By the way, there's it's, no auto tunes, edits, none of that. Stuff. Sure, but it it sounds like you have three. That's hands good. On this. Okay, that's good. Go, go on. No, no, I really appreciate no, no. that. Um, if your listeners could see, I'm smiling ear to ear because nobody ever talks about this stuff. So what I did was. It's a very simple uh, chromatic C, B, B flat, and then back up B to C. So that's my pinky and my left hand is going uh, ding, 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 ding. So on the, if you, if it comes on on the and of four, one, two, three, four, and one, two, three, and two, two, three, and three, two, three, and four, two, three, and one, two, three, and two, two, three, right? So, uh, no, you were singing, you were singing on the, it comes in one, two, three, four, and one, two, three, and one, two, three, and one, two, three, right? So there's that. So that time has to stay like a rock and be on a happy to head the whole time. Okay. The right hand, it was really important. The whole thing is about grace notes. So instead of going don't 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 ding, it was plum 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 pling, 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 pling. the idea of this this South American begin thing and the lyrics are all about when they begin the begin I think about this romantic thing and as the song goes on it's like please don't play that song again it makes me hurt in my heart so what happens in my right hand is I didn't want there to be any semblance of tempo or time so my left hand is keeping the time my right hand's playing out of time until I get to this triplet phrase in the end when it goes I took the triplets and phrased them in four. So it's one, two, three, like that. So when you have the left hand in the, we call that a hemiola in the music business, I believe, which I thought might have been a blood condition. Till I realized I was playing one myself. Hey I love Al Hemiola, he's a wonderful guitarist. kid I used to record myself on my Walkman reading the newspaper while I played because if I could I would you know you know today's news you know President Carter there's a gas crisis or whatever I'm reading and if the tempo could stay the same while I was reading out of time I knew that I had the separation that I needed so you go back and listen to this is advanced pat your head rub your belly well it is because you need to have that you need the time needs to be there whether you're playing it or not so 
I would listen to these recordings back, and if my piano playing wasn't exactly on, and my my reading the paper was on, mm-hmm. I knew I had to practice. <laughs> or sometimes I'd hear myself reading the paper like. In today's news, we have this because I was thinking about my piano playing. So I had to get to get it to a point where both of them could operate completely independently. And it wasn't until that point that I started experimenting with how does that manifest itself in this piano thing. You're sensational. That's Thank all. You. Thank you so much. So fun. I yeah. never, ever get to do this. <laughs> we should do this every day. Because you're sensational. Sensational That's Listening to Soundboard, the Steinway and Sons podcast on artistry and craftsmanship. We heard clips from I Love Paris, In the Still of the Night, Anything Goes, Begin the Begin, and You're Sensational. All from Harry Connick Jr.'s album True Love, a celebration of Cole Porter on Verve. Our intro music is Philip Glass's Mad Rush, performed on a Steinway Model M by me, Ben Finan, editor in chief at listenmusicculture.com. Thank you for listening. And if you say that one fine day you'll let me come to call. You're sensational Girl, you're just sensational Cause you're sensational Sensational That's all